Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is the other host here, Scotty Bentley, also host at Lockdown Tigers. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's pretty insane right there. That is insane. So, Stat Hero, guys. Definitely check that out. And, uh, Scotty, I know you had a pretty big episode with the Tigers today with uh, Javi Baez officially becoming a Detroit Tiger. Yes, sir. Yeah, Javi Baez uh, officially a Tiger. So uh, you can go go check that out at, at Locked On Tigers. And then, yeah, I think uh, – Next on the slate is is breaking down the entire collective bargaining agreement and uh, well the lack thereof yeah. I guess I guess I should say um, and uh, yeah we're we're gonna break down everything that's being negotiated between the the players union and the owners and and what that means going forward and and everything that could possibly change and will change and and all that jazz so that's next. But, but yeah, if you want some, like, actually exciting news and not like, hey, we're in a lockout news, uh, well, you can get the Javi Baez reaction as well. Also, the, the, you know the Spotify rap thing that everyone's posting? Yes. So there's a podcast part of it. And there were a lot of people that, uh, that, that had Locked On Wings and Locked On Tigers both in their, like, top five Hell most yes. listened to shows. And I was like, man, that's, that's Ferda. That, uh, that must be you because people weren't adding me about that. You must be the draw <laughs> well, here, Scotty. Well, I, well with the, with, I should have tweeted on Locked On Wings. That, that's honestly on me. But on Locked On Tigers, I tweeted, like, hey, like, show us whatever. Like, show me a picture of us on your Spotify wrapped. And so people were doing that. But a lot of them... The, a lot of them had both and had had the wings and the tigers both on there. So uh, so that, that was kind of cool to see that, like, you know, with all the podcasts out there that uh, a lot of people had us in there in their top five. It was kind of cool. Uh, I think I'm going to post my Spotify wrapped on Twitter coming up here soon. And it's honestly going to expose me. It is going to expose you know, me hardcore. Mine, <laughs> mine, did, mine did too. So I uh, the only one, I didn't post my like artists or songs or anything, but I did my uh, I posted the genre. Yeah, the my genre. five my my five genres, right? In order, number one was pop rap. Number two was Detroit rap. Number three was gangster rap. Number four was Chicago rap, and number five was Dirty South rap. Well, at least you're consistent in the rap. Mine was all was, over the place. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This I, I it had me in tears, bro. When the thing came up, it's like these are your genres. I was like, that's that's about right. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's probably fair. You were you're definitely consistent. Mine was all over the place, which I kind of expected. 
But my number one, which I think I'm not going to share it on the pod. I think I'm going to save that for Twitter because my number one is, is, is it exposes me for sure. And my my mm-hmm. my nerd side. Um, but like I think five was um, alternative rock. Four was contem- contemporary country. That's my girlfriend's fault. Uh, <laughs> I love her, but she's a big country fan. So when we're, you know, if we share the Spotify account, uh, mm-hmm. three was alternative metal. Two was um, classic rock. And then number one, the mystery one, uh, I'll post it on Twitter so you guys can, okay, uh, bet. Y'all I'm can make fun I'm of I'm excited. Me. I'm excited to you're, see. You're going to laugh your ass off. I guarantee it. I was, were you in like the top 1% of any artist? I was in the was top 0.1%. Okay. Is that like you're saving that too? That is why this is the number okay, one. Okay, okay, save it then, save it then for sure. I uh, I was in the top half percent for Lil Wayne, oh and God. I was in the top 0.1 percent for uh, Peasy, who is a Detroit rapper that that I he's like my favorite rapper of all time. So I can the, see it though, Scotty. I can see it. I can see you listening <laughs> to rap. I didn't know this about you until we started talking about it. Oh well, that that now you know. Yeah, it is. It is the top five genres all ended in the word rap. So there, there you go. That's great. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, Red Wings. They played tonight or last night. Red Wings also joint. You can still retweet. This is your last day. Oh yes. To retweet to join the Raymond. Uh, to join the giveaway for the lockdown. I this is your last Red Wings. day. Your last, last day, day for the autographed Raymond authenticated signed puck. Follow at Brian Fisher 971 follow at Bentley Scotty, follow at LO underscore Red Wings, and retweet that tweet. It's pinned to the Lockdown Red Wings profile, and you'll be entered to win. This is your last day to do it because we record yes. Friday. We're announcing it on Friday's episode, which we record Thursday evening. So if you yes. don't so you do have it by until Thursday. we record on Thursday night, you have until then to, uh, to enter. Yes. You get the certificate of authenticity. You get the puck. You get the SIG on it. You need it. I even went out of the way to buy a puck case for you guys. So you better do it. It is phenomenal. Beauty. So, yeah. Uh, Red Wings won 4-3 to three today. Last night. 4-3 to three last night. Uh, over the Seattle Kraken. Their first ever matchup. This game was at LCA. The second half of a back-to-back. Uh, Lucas Raymond earlier in the day was announced to be Rookie of the uh, Month. Following last month being Moritz Sider as Rookie of the Month. Uh, just a... Thomas Grice got his 150th career win. Vlad Nemesnikov got, got his 99th career goal. I mean, just so much niceness. Who played in their 800th game. career game? Nick Letty. Nick Letty, 800 games. I mean, every, it was a milestone night. And, and, and franchise win 3,001. Yes. It was just a, just a milestone after milestone, baby. It was just, uh, it was just, I it was a good game. It was a fun game. It was. And they won, and so it's a four-game win streak on top of that. So there's, I that that's not a milestone, but hey, just keep on rolling, baby. It is to us. No, it it was a real, it was a good hockey game to watch. the The first period wasn't, uh, but but the second, third, and overtime sure as hell were. Um, and uh, and yeah, the the first period was, I mean, what a what a brutal start to get off to. The the Wings straight up just could not keep the puck in Seattle zone. For any amount of time, we ended the first with like eight shots on net or seven shots on net. Like, I mean, I mean the the entire first period, it was just it it was, it was solid defense. Um, because they they didn't have too many shots either. But 
I mean, it was basically just a back and forth of, of getting into the opponent's zone, turning it over. Then they would get into our zone, turn it over. We'd get into their zone, turn it over. It was just a back and forth, just kind of a bleep show in the first period. Yeah, and so a lot of that has to do with, I feel, how thin the roster is due to injuries and now Tyler Bertuzzi's COVID protocol. Um, the depth is definitely becoming an issue. They had to call up uh, Chris Coolio from Grand Rapids. And, they, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi being out, the forward lines had to be shuffled. And I feel like that, coupled with the second half of the back-to-back, kind of has played a big role into why it was such a slow start for the Detroit Red Wings. Thankfully, Seattle's not that great of a team because I feel like if any other team had come in to Detroit, like Sons, Buffalo they probably would have gotten just absolutely eviscerated in the first period. But they held in there, and they were able to get their legs underneath them, get the chemistry flowing enough that they were able to get get a few goals going as the game went on and you know, ultimately won the game 4-3, to three, but that first period was not good. We'll, we'll get to Grice later, but um, I thought the offense took a big step forward for, for the most part. Uh, again, like you said, we were a little thin, but... Um, I, I, we definitely created more opportunities, uh, the, then early on too. I mean, there was the Raymond goal that was called off because of the offside. Yeah, Raymond scored two goals in this one. Right, right. Pretty, pretty blatant offsides. Like not, not really, uh, not really a, oh, like, you know, I don't know. They bought the refs off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but the offense, I think turned it around. I, I think Larkin was a big reason for that. Larkin oh, got yeah, easy. Really aggressive in the second period, a, a total change of pace from from the entire team in the first. And uh, it, it, you know what? It's just this is not a game that this team over the last four years, I would venture to say, would win. This is this is not a game that the Red Wings win in in any of the last four seasons. I, I mean, this is uh, uh, we talked about it on yesterday's show. This is coming off of a back to back. And it, Seattle, while their record isn't fantastic, they're not a they're not a cellar dweller either. I mean, they're playing they're playing decent hockey. Um, second game off of back to back to a really physical Bruins team. This is not a game. They got in. They kept saying on the sh- on the broadcast they they got in at like two a.m. Like this is this is not a game that that teams of Red Wings past win. And uh, it was really a, a, a gutty, grind-out victory, but it's a victory, baby. And we'll continue to break down this game on the other side of this, but first got to talk to you guys about Stat Hero. No one does daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house. It's head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With a Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero 
head-to-head is what Daily Fantasy should be, one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at stethero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. I cannot emphasize how big that is. They will match your first deposit up to 100%. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, stathero.com slash hockey. Fender off gives him the business. All right, Scotty, uh, segment two here as we break down the Detroit Red Wings 4-3 shootout victory over the Seattle Kraken, their first ever matchup, and gave the Detroit Red Wings a four-game winning streak. Nice rebound after a four-game losing streak. Apparently, that those home-and-away stretches, man, they, they make a difference. They really do, and and I, I just want to point out, I tweeted it, but I want to point out, too, the Seattle Kraken have never beat the Detroit Red Wings in the history of their franchise. We know which cephalopod is better. Oh, we do. And, dog, did you see? I forget who tweeted it. I wish I could give credit. Um, somebody tweeted out a, a picture of the scoreboard at the game. And I, I guess on the on the big screen they had, like, trivia. And one of the trivia things was, what is a kraken? Oh, and it was, yeah. a, was A was a fish. B was a mythical sea creature. And, and B was a mythical sea creature. And C was uh, a a knockoff, like, worse version of Al the Octopus. <laughs> well, props to the fan, too, because he got it right. Because it was, like, it was the joke answer, like, not a, not a real mascot or whatever it was. And he yeah, got it. Yeah, it literally said knockoff of Al the Octopus. That's what it said, yeah. yeah. And the fan guessed that, and he got it right. Because there was, like, an actual, like, fictional monster, which is a real answer. Right, which is actually correct. But we all know C's right. Yeah, we, we know. We know. But uh, Thomas, <laughs> Grice, know Thomas Grice started a net for this game after four straight Alex Nedeljkovic starts. Four straight stellar Alex Nedeljkovic starts. And we were we talked about it last night. Grice hasn't had as good of a season as Nedeljkovic, which is part of the reason why Nedeljkovic is getting more starts recently. So that was one of our question marks going into the game, that and it being the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, how do you think, Scotty, Thomas Grice played in this game where the Detroit Red Wings did end up getting a victory and his 150th career victory. Yeah, I, I think if you it's, – it's a tale of, of two – not halves, but it's a tale of, of two games within a game for yes. Thomas Grice. I, I thought the first period, he, he pretty much didn't see anything. Both teams were just turning over the puck like crazy, and there was really no action. Uh, not He, you know, single-digit amount of shots his way in the first. Um then the second and third, I didn't think he looked very good. Not, not you know, not not liability bad. You know, they, they still only scored two goals. But um, I I think he you know could 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 have been could have been better certainly. Or they scored three, right? Yeah. So I you know I I thought that one of one of them you know whatever there, there was one of them that was kind of a more of a mayhem in front of the net kind of situation but a couple of them I, I think he could have saved and I, I didn't think he looked too terribly sharp and then something uh, awoke in him and I thought he was unbelievable in overtime and was even though he did technically let one in in the shootout I thought he was flawless yeah but the like shootout that was, is so well I, the, the one goal he gave up in the shootout 
He literally won the puck. He like he he went for a poke check and won. It's just happened that the puck when he lifted his stick up, the puck just kept gliding and then just like went in in the five hole and, and went into the net. Like he I, I thought he was absolute he made an incredible pad yeah. save in overtime on a horrible Rasmussen blunder. Who we're gonna talk um, about. Yeah, we're gonna talk about his whole game was pretty rough, but uh I I, I mean Grice credit where credit's due he he didn't look great in regulation for the second and third period but when it mattered most in overtime and in the shootout he stepped up and was absolutely phenomenal yeah i think your comment about it being a tale of two games was 100 percent accurate scotty because he like the rest of the team kind of got better as the game went on with the exception of michael rasmussen uh he started off really rough he looked rough honestly statistics wise you know 21 saves on 24 shots against for three goals is not that good. I mean, that's a save percentage of 8.75. You want something better out of your goaltender on a night-in and night-out basis. But like you said, some of those goals where he didn't really have much of a shot at saving, that third goal from Ryan Donato, for instance, um, the Seattle Kraken's third goal, that is, like that came a, that was a, a shock. Like it, he wasn't expecting that shot to be taken when it was taken from where it was taken with the body in front of him. For sure. And it was a absolute snipe over his right shoulder. So I can't like fault him for the goals like that. It's just when you only face 24 shots, you just need your goalie to make a few more saves. But when overtime happened, when they made, got to overtime, like you said, he turned it on and he, he locked it down and he got his 150th career win. And honestly, you know, if this was, if this was Thomas Grice from a year ago, when, and he had an awful first half of the season and a stellar second half of the season with the Detroit Red Wings last season, when it was a straight tandem 1A, 1B with him and Bernier, I would have been a little bit more upset at his performance today because we know they're going to get 50-50 splits. But now that Nedeljkovic is more or less taking the reins on the starting goaltending, performances like tonight where he might not be the best but the team still gets out of it with a win to give Nedeljkovic the rest he needs to come back to play the next game. I'm, I'm content with. He he played hard and played well when it mattered the most, and the team got the win. Just, you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, he, he's very much the the because my brain is is the way it is, I, I compare things to baseball a lot, and he, he's very much – like that fifth starter rotation yes, that you're like, no, if, you can just keep, if you can just keep us in games, I'll be happy. I don't expect you to go out and, and, and win Cy Young. I don't expect you to, to go out there and, and be one of the best goalies in the league. But if you can, and, and day in and day out, we're not going to win every game you're in that, but if you can keep us in and, and make games competitive and close every game that, that you step in, that I, I'm going to be happy, and that's what he did tonight. Although, if you're a fifth starter on the Detroit Tigers, eventually you will win a Cy Young with a different team. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. We have fun here. We have fun we, here. We have fun here on Lockdown Red Wings. Oh. <laughs> but no, that's a really good comparison uh, to make because that's exactly what it is at this point. Like he, he kept them in the game, and they got an opportunity to win, and they did. And then in the shootout, he can like the like you said with the the uh, Skoy shootout goal, he won that puck battle. It was just an unfortunate; it squeaked through. But his teammates did the rest of the work. Dylan Larkin got an over or a shootout goal, and then Adam Erty could get. Oh, props to Adam Erty. 
Adam Ernie. Beauty. So Adam Ernie, we're the game winner, baby. In the end, congratulations on your 150th career win, Thomas Grice. You've had a pretty good career. And I'm hoping for nothing but the best as things go forward with or without the Detroit Red Wings. But now I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Like I said, if if, as long as he's keeping us competitive and keeping us in games, I'm going to be happy Uh, that the defense again in the first period was really good, then kind of stepped off. And also the the defense from the forwards was really good in the first period and then like pretty much went away in the second too. I mean, like I said, that both teams were just turning the puck over left and right in the first. And then, and there were also like, uh, my brain is just going a million different directions. I'm sorry, but there, there were like players who, who like Zadina got, got what 11 minutes and that's including a shift in overtime. I, I mean, like he, he played like two shifts like Zadina just, he scored a goal. He scored a goal yesterday, and and now, and now today he he just like didn't like play. I mean, he had an overtime shift, so like props, but but I he, he played. I think he I I remember, I, I literally remember two two shifts in, in regulation. Like that, that's that's a little weird. That's a that's a little that's a little odd to me. Yeah, I think you're uh, you're spot on too because Rasmussen, who we'll, we'll again we'll talk about in a minute, he got 17 minutes of ice time and he was playing on the third line while Zadina playing on the second line only got 11. And I I'm wondering too because part of it could be situational. It could be Blasio likes this mat this line's matchup against this line more, so they got more ice time. But it could also be an indictment of Zadina's play because it's been something that's been hot and cold very much all season long where he'll go, I can't even say he'll go, he'll go on stretches of goals, but he'll go like one game where he looks fantastic, then he'll go cold for another five. Mm-hmm. So, like, it could be an indictment on his ability to play currently, whereas that gives Michael Rasmussen more ice time, and he looks way in over his head. Um, and we're t- going to talk about well, that. And then, like, the fourth? Yeah. Not the so- fourth line just didn't play. <laughs> yeah, he didn't play. <laughs> like, like, the fourth line, like, Giovanni Smith had six minutes. Um, like I, the fourth, the fourth line. I I don't recall the fourth line playing too much in the entire second period. They were out there for like the beginning of the third, like early on in the third, and like that was that was like it. Like the fourth line barely played. Zadina got pretty much cut out of the rotation by the third period. I mean, it was it. There was a lot of of mixing and matching going on. It was. Well, and you're right, because Rowney and Chris Kulo both only got uh, 13 minutes and nine, nine minutes, respectively. So they really didn't get a lot of ice time. And I think that's also an indictment on the lack of depth right now this team had because Patrizzi's sure. out. You had to call up him. Your lines got jumbled. You don't want to give these guys too much ice time because that'd be bad for your team. So guys like Larkin and Fabry and Raymond end up getting 22 minutes. And like the increase yeah. in workload. Fabry played 23. <laughs> it's crazy because that, that it's just when guys like Bertuzzi go on COVID protocol, um, and, and it's a top line forward, it really shows the glaring weaknesses in your forward depth group. Uh, For like sure. One player gone drags everyone up a line, and all of a sudden everyone looks way over their head in terms of like capability. Like there's Michael only Rasmussen. A, like Michael Rasmussen. Precisely, but which we will get to. <laughs> we we got to get to that, and we still got to talk about Lucas Raymond because he was named Rookie of the Month. Um, but first, Absolutely. I got to talk to you guys about Primal Origins Oil. 
Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard like myself, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy that never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through their use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rose chip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and crafted in the United States of America. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Me personally, Scotty, I've never really been a believer in the whole beard oil thing. I thought it was like a fad, and then they sent me some ahead of this live read going live, and like, I get it now. Like, my beard feels like this, it's not scratchy anymore, it feels nice and soft. Like, I thought it was just, like I said, a fad, and now... I just understand with how soft this beard gets. It makes me miss the hair I used to have on my head with how soft it is. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a baby face, but it makes me want to feel your beard. That's how impressive it is. Scotty, one day we're going to link up in real life, and I will let you run your hands through this soft, soft beard thanks to Primal Origin Oils. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON. Get your 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginsOil.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, everyone's favorites. We love BetOnline here at Lockdown Red Wings. They have us covered for all our seasons, props, odds, and lines. They're better than ever before. Football season continues to march to the playoffs. The Detroit Red Wings continue to march to the playoffs as well. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, which let's be honest, that's the one we really love. Boxing, UFC, and baseball, baby. It's an offseason right now, and it's in a lockout right now, but when it comes back, you better be betting on the Tigers. Because Javi Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez are going to take the Tigers to the next level. Damn right. Damn right. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Zetterberg got it to Datsuk. Moving right in. Oh, oh my God. Mabel Datsuk with five seconds left. Two to one. Woo-hoo. Okay, segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, Lucas Raymond, Rookie of the Month for November, directly following Rookie of the Month from October, Moritz Sider. Uh, how are we feeling about that, buddy? Well, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it, man. 
I'm going to be honest with you. Considering no one else, hit, uh, a non-Red Wing has yet to, to <laughs> win the Rookie of the Month, I'm feeling pretty damn good about it. Yeah, and the last time that teammates won back-to-back Rookie of the Month was in 2016-17 slash when uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner did it. So pretty good company to be in. Uh, decent. Decent. Decent company. And I heard Nadelkovich was in – I don't know if this is true. I read it on Twitter, so, you know, grain of salt – but I heard that Nadelkovich was pretty high on that uh, rookie of the month voting for this month as well. I'm just saying. We got three P October for Cider, November for Raymond, December for Nadelkovich. I mean, with how he's been playing, he's making the case. Three P. I'm just saying, give, given our conversation earlier, there's a fantastic song by Lil Wayne called Three P, <laughs> and I I just feel like that's really fitting at the moment. And we have come full circle gentlemen <laughs> full circle he's he's been amazing though i mean that's raymond's been absolutely incredible and it's nice to see the writers realize that at a national level um and i mean the biggest thing for me i, I tweeted out earlier after he scored the goal he, he's going for unanimous calder he's oh, going he's going for unanimous he is i more insider at two assists today and uh he, he oh was by going- the way who, who oracled a good cider game? Yeah, it was you. Oh, my God, Thank you're you. right. Thank you. You said you were feeling a good game from both sides. He goes out there and gets two assists, the one on the uh, Vlad goal and then one on the Raymond goal. Also, no, Larkin had two assists as well in this game. So, boys. He looks great, man. Larkin looked fantastic. He, but, but, yes, I mean, I, I'm just saying. I said I, said I, was, I, was, I was feeling good about the game, but but, you know. Not not enough to oracle it, but but Mo, I would oracle, and look at that. Yeah. So, and then Lucas Raymond scored two goals in tonight's game, but only got credit for one. Because <laughs> I mean, the puck went to the back of the net. It did. It was just offsides. He beat the goalie. Yeah, it, it was a beauty too. That yeah. angle was nasty. Also, I'm I'm loving the 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 selly that he does most of the time when he just throws his arm out, arms out like he just he just does like a. Like a like a Jordan shrug kind of thing almost. He doesn't shrug, but like he puts his arm out and he just kind of like throws his hand to the crowd when he scores. I I think I I like that. I'm partial to the Vlad Nemesnikov grabs his jersey and like you know pulls yeah. at it because that's like a, grab the logo. That's like I'm I'm a mother effing Red Wing boys because he's he's grabbing yeah. the logo. Damn he's right. done that several times and he Damn scored right. again tonight. 99th career goal. He did it away. tonight. So did uh, it tonight. Yeah, it's just been really nice to see. We, we've talked so much about Lucas Raymond and how much we love him, and he's so completely deserved. I remember I was actually a little bit shocked last month when Sider run it over Raymond because Raymond was so hot then, but I didn't argue it because Sider had also been playing so well. So it's just like mm-hmm. they, they've both been so consistently good. All three of them have been so consistently good. It's only – it's just I don't want to make any ultimatums or, uh, you know, any absolutes, but like – I feel like they'd have to cool off so hard to not one of those two not to win the Calder at this point. I know it's only a quarter of the way through the season, but they'd have to like go invisible for the next three quarters of the season. I'd even say, I mean, just Raymond specifically at this point. I, I mean, I mean, like in my eyes, he is so clearly the rookie of the year. Like I, I, I truly, I, I, I think like Cider, I think will comfortably get second in his current state uh, with a pretty big lead over whoever's going to finish third. But I, I mean, I, I think it would take a, a, a hell of a cold stretch for Raymond specifically even to not win it. Yeah, I, I agree. And then 
Michael Rasmussen sucked today. He was bad, man. He he was like, like, I he was bad. He was bad. Like he was he was Ryan Gosling in Field of Dreams level. Field of Dreams. Ryan Gosling in Remember the Titans level of like a liability. It was it was rough. So yeah, I think a big part of the Michael Rasmussen problem in tonight's game was him just playing above. His skill level, I don't want to give it all that. I don't want to give it all also like, oh, it's the second day of the back-to-back. Because it was the second day of a back-to-back for everyone, and they all played fine for the most part. And this is just a problem with Michael Rasmussen where it felt like a really dumb pick when Ken Holland picked him back all those years ago. Like, people were saying he's just a big body, doesn't have any puck handling skills. Why did you take him the first round? And then last year, I kind of warmed up to him a little bit because of all the injuries. He was forced to play some top six minutes, and he actually didn't look horrible. But now back on the bottom six, where, which from where he was drafted should be well below his talent level based on where he was drafted. He still struggles to be a, you know, a, an effective forward down in the bottom six. I, I don't understand. I it, it just I. At what point do we look at the writing on the wall and just say, maybe he needs to just move down from the third line to the fourth line permanently? Yeah, and and like tonight it was hard to do that because like we talked about okay, earlier yeah. with the with the depth problems we have. But I, I mean, he was so clearly over his head, man. He he was he, like Grice saved his ass. He he owes Thomas Grice a steak dinner. Like Grice with the, with the beautiful pad save in overtime saved him from an all time not not all you know this isn't the Stanley Cup or anything, but. From a from a very very big blunder that that honestly should have cost us the game, but Grice had a threw his pad on it, made a beautiful save there in overtime. I mean, it was it, it was he was a turnover, and he had like this is why plus minus doesn't matter. He had a plus one on the night. Like well, <laughs> this is this is why this is why plus minus is is not a, a, a stat that you should take too, too much merit in on a on a single game basis at least because well, I, I mean. Wasn't there? He was a turnover machine. He he couldn't hit the the, the net on on any shot. I mean, it was it was it was rough. Wasn't there a season where Alex or Alex Ovechkin rather had like forty goals, but was like a negative twenty three on this because all his goals were power play goals, so it doesn't count. Yes, yes, like, that he, that was a thing. Yeah, plus minus is kind of a dumb stat. It is because it's very much a, a on the ice. The RBIs right of hockey. Oh, he said it. Yeah, it's literally the RBIs of hockey. Well, and you got you know I'm a big fan of Corsi. Like it that that is yep. a very accurate I find it a very accurate measurement to your ability on the ice to contribute to the team's puck possession. And he's got a thirty nine point nine, which is like ten so ten percent under where you want him to be as an on an average. Brutal. It's it's bad. And it's the worst it's ever been in his career. It's actually gotten worse. As his career has gone on, in 18-19, he had a 51.4. He was solid. Then last year, it was down to 45.7. This year, 39.9. He's been getting worse possession metrics as the team's gotten better. Yeah. that that And, again, like, you... It's 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 tough. Given the current situation of the team and, and the, the lack of forward depth that we have, like, it's, it's tough to do anything too drastic right now, but... Uh, I mean, when when Burt is back, it's it's gonna be 
going to be really interesting to to see what if his minutes shares start slowly kind of going down cuz tonight was was like the the pinnacle like like we've known he struggled this year and tonight was the the exclamation point yeah. on uh, he looked he looked he, he so far over his head he he was bad he was straight up bad yeah he was bad but let's not let that ruin what otherwise was won. exactly they they still won 4 to 3 in a shootout to extend their winning streak to uh four games now nice rebound after a four game losing streak they're now 12 9 and 3 which officially brings them to 500 technically they've been over 500 but you know they had nine nine losses and three overtime losses, so that's twelve losses. Now they're twelve and twelve, twelve wins, twelve total losses. So they're officially five hundred in my books. Not that that counts for anything. Um, it counts for something, Brian. Yeah, Raymond Rookie of the Month. He scored again. Larkin had two assists. Sider had two assists. Nemestikov had his 99th career goal. Uh, Letty had his 800th career game. Oh, we didn't mention Fabry had a goal. Nice. He got to play up on the first line. He got a goal out of it. He looked, yeah. he looked pretty comfortable. Yeah, he looked, again, for, for the situation that he was in to have to step up up like that, fine with it. Yep, absolutely had fine a, with it. Had so, a tough shot in the shootout, I'll say. He yeah. missed the net entirely. But but looked looked good in, uh, in during during timed play. Yes. Um, so overall, I mean, it was just a, another great night to be a Detroit Red Wings fan. And it, it, it seems to be continuing to grow from there. And I know they don't, I think they don't have their next game until Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. So they don't have their next game until Saturday where they play the Islanders at little Caesars arena. They get a couple nights of rest, which is honestly perfect. You're on a four game winning streak, get two days off and then come out with your Nadalkovich and net. Like you're, you're primed to win again. They ball. We ball. We ball. Because the Islanders are down this year too, man. They have not been good. Yeah, they they had that interesting start to the season. They had to start what like the first like ten games on the road or that something ridiculous. Like they, yeah, like they they've had a they were kind of doomed from the start. So take advantage of it though. Make it five. Oh my five, god, five's a hell of a streak, baby. They're also on an eight game losing streak right now, with the last two of their games postponed because of COVID stuff. So eight-game losing streak rolled into two postponed games, and then they play tonight. They play the Sharks, which will be their first game back, I believe, if that doesn't get postponed as well. So they are down right now. They are down bad. I'll say this. Playoff teams win that game. Playoff teams win that game, and the Red Wings are trying to get there. Playoff teams win that game Saturday. Playoff teams win that game. So, All right, Scotty, any final thoughts, my friend? Uh, go blue. There it is. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's crazy. They, they, they beat Duke in basketball and yet are still going to be watching U of M play this Saturday in football. Crazy Trump. how that works. Must be nice to be able to watch the football game. I'll be at LCA prepping for the game. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not petty at all. I totally didn't miss the Ohio state game for the same exact reason. Cause the Red Wings consist on playing home games on Saturdays, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. <laughs>
your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.